0: Coming up during this hour, Spiritual Awakening Radio. Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. Today's program is program number 528. HealthyLife.net. Program number 528. The teachings and wisdom of Swami Sant Saviji Maharaj. Spiritual Awakening explores the world of spirituality, comparative religion, world scriptures sacred texts, spiritual classics, and other books that matter, East and West, about God-meditation, near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, the vegan diet, and other ahimsa ethics of non-violence, in thought, word, and deed, education for a more peaceful planet, a satsang or spiritual gathering without walls, freedom of the airwaves, it's unhealthy in a democracy. For the media, including radio, to be dominated by only one or two religious voices, as if they are the only ones that exist, and no other faith community or spiritual point of view matters. If the religion-spirituality section of a bookstore was like the radio airwaves are in most places, only one or two books would be found there. The shelves would be mostly bare and covered in dust. No longer being content with the empty silence, I began recording my own programs. My mission statement, there's not just one religion, there are thousands. After years of being concerned that too few voices, too few points of view were getting heard, When it comes to spiritual paths and world religions that the radio airwaves were not reflecting the diversity that really exists, I started producing my own programs exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, interfaith studies, meditation, mysticism, vegetarianism, the vegan diet, and books bringing to the airwaves the gentle voices of saints, the wisdom of masters or mystics, world scriptures. Sacred texts, the great spiritual traditions, and classics of the East and the West. Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. was one of the first people to catch a glimpse of the early translation of a book by Swami Sant Saviji Maharaj called The Harmony of All the World Religions. A textbook about the esoteric or from the point of view of the mystics, the great traditions of the East and West with chapters on Buddhism, Islam, Sufism, the Sikh tradition, the Judeo-Christian tradition, Hinduism, all of these world religions. And I was so impressed by that book. I was extremely impressed by that book. I now have it hosted on my website. For free, anyone can read this book online. The beginning of this book says, in the point of departure, today's scientific world is acclaimed for its rapid accumulation of material knowledge and accelerating progress, but with the same speed, the great majority of people are moving away from non-material spiritual knowledge. This term spiritual knowledge should not be confused with specific creeds and sects. All around us we see the social fabric being ripped apart by religious fundamentalism, intolerance and narrow-mindedness. The acts of violence motivated by religious fanaticism could not have been committed by minds inspired with genuine spiritual knowledge. Those who cultivate the fire of hatred and prejudice in their hearts are imprisoned in the narrow cells of their religions, or what they have interpreted their religions to be. They look upon the followers of other religions with distrust and even malice. Such spite cannot be what the founders of the various great religions had intended as their gift to humanity. Hatred and exclusivity bring harm not only to those who are directly targeted, but also, and to a greater degree, violent fanatics spoil their own spiritual state. I want to share with you uh, all about the teachings of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj on today's program, beginning with a section of Harmony of All Religions about the purpose of religion, the purpose of dharma in the first place. This is what dharma or religion really intends to teach us, This is the essence of Dharma," says Swami Santseviji Maharaj in his book Harmony of All Religions. The path of the Masters delineates the path of the union of the soul with God. The teachings of the saints explain this reuniting as follows. The individual soul has descended from the higher worlds, the realms of the divine, to this city of illusion or bodily existence. It has descended from the soundless state to the essence of sound, from that sound to light, and finally from the realm of light to the realm of darkness. The qualities the natural tendencies of the sense organs draw us downward and away from our true nature, our original nature. The nature of the soul or Atman draws us upward and inwards and establishes us in our own true nature. Returning to our origins involves turning inward, the withdrawal of consciousness from the senses and this sense world of objects in order to go upward from the darkness to the realms of light and sound. We experience this phenomenon of withdrawal as we pass from waking consciousness to deep sleep. Another way to express this is to go inward from the external sense organs to the depth of the inner self. The natural tendencies of the soul or Atman are to move from outward to inward. The current of consciousness which is dispersed in the nine gates of the body and the senses must be collected at the tenth gate. The tenth gate is the gathering point of consciousness. Therein lies the path for our return. The tenth gate is also known as the sixth chakra, or the third eye center, or Bindu, the point, the center located between the two eyebrows. This is the gateway through which we leave the nine gates of the sense organs and enter into the divine realms and become established in the soul. We travel back from the realm of darkness to the realm of light, from the light to the divine sound, and from the realm of sound to the soundless state. This is called turning back to our source. This is what Dharma or religion really intends to teach us. This is the essence of Dharma. That's my favorite passage from Swami Sant Saviji Maharaj and a favorite quote from his great work, which has been translated into English called Harmony of All Religions with chapters devoted to various world religions, east and west and chapter 7 is devoted to the Sant tradition of India the path of the masters, the esoteric saints and mystics of India. All about the esoteric teachings to be found in all traditions. Rather than seeing or presenting these world religions as competing, warring tribes, all vying for converts, Saint Seviji Maharaj in this book presents them as regional spiritual movements originally founded by spiritual masters, mystics, prophets, and seers with the same universal truths being tapped into. Of course, languages vary from place to place, but there are common threads with all of these world religions. So, he doesn't present them as uh, competing world religions, but more or less the same expression present in this culture, or that culture, or another culture. Sort of all part of the same tapestry of humanity in various regions of the world using various languages and developing, of course, their own theologies and unique customs and outward expressions, but when you delve into the esoteric mechanics of each and you go back to the original founders of each of these world religions, you find essentially the same universal teachings and ethics and states of consciousness, ultimately referring to divine light, divine sound, where the soul came from, and about going back there again through a spiritual practice. So in the beginning was the Word, in the beginning was the Tao. in the beginning was the Om. in the beginning was the Santi Sarmad, in the beginning was the Logos, in the beginning was the Cosmic Christ, and so on. But really the teachings are essentially the same. And that's the amazing thing about this book, or one of the amazing things about this book. Some background about the founder of uh, or, or author of this book and one of the founders of a spiritual path which teaches the esoteric way of saints and mystics. Maharishi Santseviji Maharaj was a renowned saint, an exceptional spiritual guide and unique social reformer of the 20th and 21st centuries. Three Santseviji was the fourth guru in the Sant Mat lineage associated with Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India, along with Baba Devi Sahib and Maharishi Mehi Parmahans. Sri Sant Seviji was born on December 20th, 1920, in a small village of Bihar district, the most impoverished state of India. His family name was Mahavira. And just pausing, my reading of this biography of Swami Santseviji for a moment and commenting on the term Mahavira. The family evidently was Jain or or part of Jainism because the religion known as Jainism in its modern form was founded by Lord Mahavira of Jainism. So Santseviji's original name being Mahavira Uh, just shows how close he was to the Jain tradition, growing up in a Jain household. And indeed, there is a wonderful chapter, second to none, devoted to the religion and mysticism of Jainism to be found in this book, Harmony of All Religions. And it makes perfect sense, since he grew up being part of Jainism and Jain. And in fact, after learning that, I did some studies into Jainism Myself, Of course, I've had vegan Jain guests on the program on several occasions and have really become a fan of the Jain sutras, the wisdom of Lord Mahavira, which very much emphasizes Ahimsa ethics. Uh, Being the inventor of the term Ahimsa, uh, Jainism very much specializes in those ethical precepts. So there is great significance in the family name of Swami Santseviji being Mahavira. He grew up with the name Mahavira. From his early childhood, Mahavira was greatly interested in religious and spiritual matters. He enjoyed reading the scriptures and the poetry of saints. He was particularly fond of the Ramayana, the Bhagavad Gita, the Ramacharitmanas, the epic poem of Santseviji, Tulsi Das and the Sri Guru Granth Sahib, also known as the Guru Granth or Sikh scriptures of the various uh, Sikh Gurus, Guru Nanak, Arjun Dev, and so on. In 1939, Mahavira came in contact with the great sage of Sant Mat, Maharishi Mehi, who had a hermitage in Kapagat Bagalpur, next to the Ganges River in Bihar district, India. Upon seeing Maharishi Mehi, Mahavira felt drawn to him as though he had known him for many lifetimes. Mahavira was also greatly intrigued by the principles and practices of the masters of Santmat. Maharishi Mehi soon became very impressed by the sincerity and devotion of this young man and agreed to initiate him. Mahavira began his meditation and service of the guru and also continued to work as a tutor. In the heart of Mahavira, a keen desire arose to remain permanently in the service of his guru. His desire was fulfilled in 1949 when Maharishi Mehi gave him permission to stay in the ashram in his service. Mahavira devoted his days and nights to taking care of the needs of his guru, thereby following the ancient ancient Vedic model of the guru-disciple relationship. He never cared for his personal comfort when he was serving his guru's needs, cooking food, doing laundry, keeping track of expenses, editing his writings, and traveling to villages with him, accompanying him to teach the principles of Santemat to the poor, the oppressed, and the marginalized. Maharishi Mehi pleased with his selfless service gave him the name Santsevi, meaning he who serves saints. From that day, Mahavera came to be known as Saviji. As Maharishi Mehi advanced in age, he began to transfer his responsibilities to Sri Saviji. He authorized Sri Saviji to give initiation to spiritual seekers, to respond to their inquiries, and to guide them through the inner experiences of their spiritual journeys. He came to be seen as the prominent disciple among Maharishi Mehi's chief devotees. Maharishi Mehi often said, as the English letters Q and U cannot be separated, so too Sant Savi and I are connected. Wherever I may live, Sant Savi will also reside. Sri Saviji remained in service of his guru until Maharishi Mehi's passing at the age of 101 in July of 1986. After the passing of Sri Maharishi Mehi Parmahans, Sri Saviji was immediately recognized as the torchbearer of Sant Mat. Since then, he has ceaselessly and selfishly been continuing the service of Santmat Mat at the Maharishi Mehi Ashram, Kapagat, Bhagalpur, Bihar district, India. On June 4th, 2007, in Bhagalpur, our dear spiritual preceptor and great friend, Sri Santseviji, Maharaj departed this earth. We will greatly miss his, his physical presence, but he lives on in the hearts of his Devotees. So that last paragraph I actually added from the Way of Sages website, which kind of completes the biography uh, excerpts that I chose to call for this program that he passed on in 2007. Blessed are the souls who in today's materialistic world have an inclination towards spirituality. that's a very popular saying of Swami Santsebiji. blessed are the souls who in today's materialistic world have an inclination towards spirituality. The seven stages of mystic ascension to heaven, according to the teachings of Swami Santsebiji. 1. Praise or bhakti, singing hymns, kirtans, odes, psalms, bhanis, bhajans. 2. Prayer, communion with God, conversations with God. 3. Manas jap, simran, the prayer without ceasing, the chanting of various names of God. 4. Manas dhyan, visualizing the form of the Master. 5. Dristi sadhna, seeing the inner light at the third eye center. 6. Nada sadna or hearing the inner sound, also known as Suritshabd yoga And seven, the seventh stage, reaching Kevalya, oneness with the peace, rest, the soundlessness, the nameless God, Anami Parush, the supreme being, in the supreme state of consciousness, the ocean of love and all consciousness, beyond all forms, lights, and sounds the fifth and final stage of meditation and the goal of the practice. Those are the seven stages of mystic ascension, according to the teachings of the masters. After the break, more from the teachings of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. You're listening to Spiritual Awakening Radio. Mm of an Indian classical raga found on an album that only exists during Spiritual Awakening Radio. It was an album donated to, exclusively donated to, Spiritual Awakening Radio by Maine artist Paul Alexander John, who lives somewhere along the main coast. He plays the Indian Bansuri bamboo flute, along with other musicians on Tabla's Harmonium and Tambura. And this album is not found anywhere except during this program as a license-free, okay-to-use music on the internet at uh, HealthyLife.net, YouTube, you know, the whole music on the internet thing. Something I am able to make use of during this program. Thank you, Paul Alexander John. The teachings and wisdom of Swami Saviji Maharaj this week on Spiritual Awakening Radio. During the first segment, I covered a bit about his biography, the purpose of dharma or religion, about full circle returning back to our source again, returning back to the darkness, the light, the sound, and the ultimate pleroma or restful peace of... The supreme being and supreme state of consciousness beyond these worlds of lights and sounds and forms. The worlds of lights, sounds, and forms in a sense veil the supreme being and so it's about ascending beyond these veils or coverings back to the source once again. This is called quality meditation, focusing one's attention, sayings of Saint Viji. God is found not in a man-made Kaaba or temple, but in the natural Kaaba or temple within your own heart or self. By seeking the path within, one will go beyond the sensory realm and one will attain the state of oneness. Whatever little is possible, do meditation each and every day. But never give up or discontinue meditation. You will definitely meet with success. All of you, please keep on practicing meditation regularly, every day. Gurudev, the inner master, will bestow you with success. The main hindrances to success in the practice of meditation are the following, procrastination and laziness activity of thoughts during meditation, daydreaming, fanciful imagination, planning, the rising of any kind of disturbing thoughts, another saying of Swami Sanseviji. Unless we overcome the magnanimous challenge of procrastination and curb the ever-rising tide of mental activity during meditation, we cannot reach our noble destination, the state of union with God. The non-vigilant practitioners usually become engrossed in thoughts or fall asleep. These formidable passes must be traversed for success, says Swami Santseviji. I read somewhere, I forget which particular master, uh, they were saying that it's a really bad thing if we cannot escape our thoughts when we meditate, that we never do and never can Escape the running commentary of the mind, our wandering thoughts, our distracting thoughts, or if we fall asleep. You know, this is based on being too stuck in what's called samskaras, impressions that are stored in the mind, left over from our past lives. We must be able to escape from those sooner or later. We must be able to escape those thoughts that never seem to want to stop, or if we fall asleep, you know, we just stay in the physical realm. We must, we must overcome wandering thoughts in meditation, or the tendency to fall asleep. Swami Santseviji says, during meditation, we should be vigilant and awake. Whatever is our point of focus, we we should diligently keep our mind on that goal, and we will not be bothered by sleep. A holy word in the Sant tradition is surat, which means the attention faculty of the soul. So the cure for wandering thoughts or for sleep or any sort of missing the mark, getting off track when it comes to meditation practice, is sheer force of focus, focusing one's attention. The act of focusing is the answer, is the solution, is even a form of spiritual transportation in the worlds of inner space, the worlds of within. What we focus our attention on, that opens up for us. So if we're not very focused, we're just going to stay stuck in wandering thoughts or sleep, always digressing, never really having a quality meditation. A sharp, pointed focus is the solution, and indeed is associated with the soul itself. The term surat, which means the attention faculty of the soul, is so associated with the word soul that it really is saying that our attention is our soul, our focus is us. We are the observer, to bring in a term from the world of quantum physics. Our attention is literally everything. Is another term for consciousness or awareness. Focus is everything. The power of attention is everything when it comes to meditation and making progress within, going from one level to another. It's all about focus. The attention faculty of the soul is called surat, And that term is synonymous with the soul itself. We are, in a sense, our attention. We are, in other words, a bubble of consciousness that comes to know itself. And that is us being us. And is a form of transportation, of being able to shift consciousness in the worlds of inner space during meditation practice. The current of consciousness, which is dispersed in the nine gates of the body and the nine senses, must be collected, must be focused at the tenth gate, the sixth chakra, the third eye center, the center between the eyebrows. Therein lies the path for our return, says Swami Saviji. More Spiritual Awakening Radio, coming up after these messages. This week on Spiritual Awakening Radio, the teachings and wisdom of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj, of the Maharishi Mehi Ashram, somewhere along the Ganges River in Bihar District, India, near a place called Kapagat Bhagalpur, where there are many ancient caves. It is said that the Buddha, once upon a time meditated in some of those caves, I've seen photos of those caves. They look kind of spooky and ancient. I'm sure it's all very routine for those who live nearby there and meditate in those caves. And indeed, what a great place to meditate. I'm sure it is an awesome spot for pure, silent, undisturbed meditation. To be meditating in those dark caves. All considered holy places for thousands of years. There's something very special about places like that to meditate. The teachings and wisdom of Swami Sant Before the break I was talking about the power of attention, how important it is to really focus on the things you really care about including meditation. It is the profile of the spiritual warrior that they do not forget. They always remember. It's very important to them that they do not forget these principles of spirituality. They are on a lifelong quest and nothing will subvert them from their lifelong commitment to the spiritual path. It's not something that they can forget There's a certain kind of person, a kind of spiritual warrior personality that does not ever give up, does not fall back asleep, does not forget, but always remembers, always maintains focus. Being very focused is important, and they know it. Focus is everything. And as I mentioned, a term for the soul used by many mystics is the Hindi word surat, which literally means the attention faculty of the soul. As if focus and attention is synonymous with soul itself, and it is. Swami Santseviji said, without formless or subtle meditation, Attainment of inner light is impossible. You must get yourself out of darkness. How will this happen? Pratyahara, bringing back the mind, is followed by dharana, the sustaining of focus for small periods or increments of time. At first, this will be for even a small amount of time. Pratyahara is the repeated practice of bringing the wandering mind to focus again. By repetitive practice of Pratyahara, we are able to focus for a little while on the object of meditation. This focusing for small periods is known as dharana. When this dharana continues for extended periods, then the state of dhyana, or true meditation, complete focus, occurs. An interesting paragraph from Swami Sant Saviji Maharaj on the process of how to focus and to refocus. We don't beat ourselves up when we discover that our mind has been wandering or digressing in meditation. We just refocus. And that's the challenge. And they have a neat Hindi word for this, pratyahara. The bringing back of the mind to focus again, and then quality periods of time when we have successfully maintained that focus, are called, is, is is called, dharana. A sustained period of time, and then of course this turns into true meditation, true dhyana, which is not sleepitation or sitting in a fidgety sort of state with eyes closed, but actual quality meditation, focused meditation. That's true dhyana, or true focus in meditation. So that's the the idea, the art of refocusing whenever our mind is drifting. That's called pratyahara. A quality period when we have been focusing is dharana, And this all adds up to true, genuine, focused meditation, or dhyana, the complete focus of meditation, or true meditation. Swami Santseviji says, In this process of dhyana, the scattered consciousness gets fully collected, and there appears a refulgent point, which, according to the Bhagavad Gita, is the infinitesimal form of God there appears the refulgent lights in the inner darkness, and our consciousness starts hearing the inner divine sounds. In this state, the True Master guides the Practitioner. If we gather up our dispersed consciousness, at a single point of focus, known as the Third Eye, one way of telling we are having some success is when we start seeing inner light with eyes closed, focused during meditation. Another master by the name of Huzura Maharaj in Agra of the Radhaswami faith also says that another sign of quality meditation is a certain amount of bliss or euphoria, which also comes from the gathering of our scattered awareness to a single focal-like point at the third eye when that process starts going on, there's a certain amount of bliss, or ananda, to use another Hindi word, as well as, of course, the manifestation of inner light, the infinitesimal point, or or an opening to the inner light begins. And we know we have arrived at the third eye center, the portal to the spiritual domain, the door to inner space, You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. More after these messages. Please stay with us. Bhagavad Gita is the name of a holy book from India, it also means Song of God, and the iconic image is of Krishna playing a Bansuri, a bamboo flute. These are couplets of Swami Sant Seviji about meditation practice, exploring inner space, exploring consciousness. He says, begin meditation with internally chanting or repeating the guru mantra incantation, the charged words given by the master. And then try to visualize the radiant form or image of the Satguru. ...in the still darkness of the inner sky with eyes closed. Follow that with focusing your attention at the seat of the soul within... ...i.e. at the third eye or the inner eye... ...the Tishra Tilm, ...the seat of the soul... ...by making the two streams of consciousness in your two eyes... ...converge at a point... When the two currents of consciousness meet at a point, divine light appears within. Then practice Surat Shabd Yoga, the yoga of divine sound. Try to shift your attention to listening to the divine sounds, or many melodies. Anhad Nad or anhad-shabd, ringing inside. Listening to the divine sound destroys all the perversions, all the agitations of the mind. Ascending beyond, or transcending, all of the sounds, try to identify and tune in to the quintessential unstruck melody Called Sar Shabd or Anhat nod, which alone is capable of taking you and merging you into oneness with the Supreme Lord. This is the ultimate deliverance, emancipation, or liberation. couplets of Swami Santseviji represent the stages of meditation. Repeat the mantras, the charged names that the Master gives you at the time of initiation. The second step is to visualize the form of the Master within, with eyes closed. And those develop receptivity leading to subtle levels of meditation. The third stage is at the third eye center, actually seeing inner light. And only then, after one has been contemplating various inner lights, with eyes closed, focused at the third eye center, only then, shift your attention away from the light to inner sound, and focus on the inner sounds and one of those will be a much more special and much more significant sound that will take you further. It's only the sound that truly can tame the serpent mind. It's like the the recorder, the stereotypical image of someone, the snake charmer, playing his recorder and the snake comes out of the basket and it's just riveted it's in a raptured state listening to the sound of the recorder being played by the Snake Charmer, the Divine Snake Charmer. The Divine Snake Charmer is the one playing the cosmic melody, and that is the only solution that has been found that ultimately will enrapture the serpent mind, and cause it to become completely still, and only that quiet mind can go very far into the depths of meditation. Thus the appeal of Nada Yoga, also called Surat Shabd Yoga, focusing attention on inner sound as a way to truly still the mind and to reach the depths of ultra stillness and peace, as in Shanti or ultimate peace. From the last words of Swami Santseviji, Whatever little is possible, do meditation every day, but never ever give up or discontinue meditation. You will definitely meet with success. From the last words of Swami Santseviji, well, I hope you've enjoyed today's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, exploring the teachings and wisdom of Swam, Swami Sant Sebiji Maharaj. My name is James Bean. My website is spiritualawakeningradio.com. hope you'll visit my website and explore the various buttons and tabs there and podcasts that are available. Thanks for listening.